I'm in the big leagues, told them don't miss me. Ballin' like Houston, ayy, feelin' like Whitney. I need a bag, bruh, send it through quickly. I'm making his dog, like I'm in the big leagues. Told him that I gotta go, dog. I'm riding a road, y'all. I think that I'm back in my bag now. So I need that go, y'all. Got hits when he throwin' a fastball. Just too quick for it, peeling off like the whip orange. Seen the effort, this piss poor. I got too much, I gotta tend to. Car payments and the rent due. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Another Turnover, the basketball podcast where a basketball fan with zero basketball credibility gives his opinions on what's going on in the NBA. Opinions that nobody asked for. As always, I am your host, Mr. Chris Aaron Murphy, aka Aaron. And ladies and gentlemen, let's just jump into it. Folks, we got a lot of stuff to discuss today, so I'm anticipating this show being just a little bit longer than it normally is, but yesterday was the NBA trade deadline, so trade deadline for all of my non-hoops fans, which I don't know if you're why you're listening to this if you're a non-hoops fan, but the trade deadline basically means yesterday was the last day where teams are eligible to make trades for the remainder of the season. Um, so if there's a player or draft picks that you're trying to get, you have to do it by February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern. So that was yesterday. And boy, was there a lot of things that went down, not just yesterday, but earlier in the week as well. So we're going to talk about all of that. So let's get right into it. Obviously, the biggest headline that we have to talk about first is the trade between the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. So the 76ers will receive James Harden and Paul Millsap from Brooklyn in exchange for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first-round pick, as well as a 2027 first-round pick. So this was a bombshell. Like this had been rumored for a few days. It was well, maybe like a week or something like that. This had been rumored that this was going to go down. But yesterday, when the alerts started coming in, oh my goodness! Like I was at work, and just some of my buddies at work, you know, are basketball fans like I am. And I was like, oh, I got, I got to go tell somebody. Like I was, uh, I was out there. I had to look for a couple of my friends. I was like, did you, did you just see this come through? Did you see this come through? Like that was a massive, massive trade and massive deal that got done between those two teams. So I would give these teams, I, I gave every team a grade for all of these trades. There's about 11 trades that we're going to go through. So I'm going to try to go um, as in-depth and but thoroughly as I can. So I gave the 76ers for this trade a B-. minus. reason I gave them a B- minus my rationale of thinking. So you get rid of Ben Simmons, which is a good thing. Like, Ben Simmons wasn't playing for you at all this season and more than likely wasn't going to play, you know, after the deadline if they hadn't moved him. So you get rid of Ben Simmons and that Ben Simmons will he won't he drama is finally over. That's a good thing. Um, Another good thing, you do have James Harden who reports are saying that he will opt in to the final year of his deal, which is $47 million. He will opt into that for next year. So you have James Harden for the remainder of this year and next year, and I'm sure that was probably a part of the deal, like, hey, James, if we get this deal done, we need a commitment from you for at least through next year, which, uh, uh, reportedly, he's giving it to them, um, so he is good for next season as well. Um, you did have to give up two solid rotational pieces in Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, who I think will fit 
I think the Sixers will end up kind of missing that depth. Um, it'll really end up helping Brooklyn, though. Um, you did keep your younger talent, though, like Matisse Tybel and Tyrese Maxey. They were both rumored to be in the deal. They were both Brooklyn was rumored to want both of them, but you were able to keep both of them. So shout out to you for that. So overall, like I said, I give it a B minus trade. I mean, James Harden is the best player in the deal. So when you get the best player, I mean, you know, like people say who wins the trade i'm like well technically whoever gets the best player but james harden is 33 going on 34 i'm sure after he his deal is up after next season he will be wanting a max or near max deal and whether philly will be willing to give that to him remains to be seen if they end up winning the championship i could see that i could see them giving him that full max deal but if they don't they don't like let's say they make it to the eastern conference finals and lose or make it to the finals and lose maybe maybe not we will have to see how him and joel and b will mesh um together i mean i could see their pick and roll being pretty deadly um but we'll see obviously it's both contingent on both of them being healthy as well um if you're brooklyn i gave brooklyn an a minus in this trade um you got a pretty solid return for harden like two first round picks three solid players i mean ben simmons is an all-star like i know he's had his struggles but ben simmons is an all-star and you got him on the under contract for the next four years which is pretty nice um i do believe with simmons pairing along with kd and Kyrie, as him being primarily just a facilitator like he doesn't have to score at all um he obviously we know him mainly for his playmaking ability and his defensive prowess so i think I think he's going to mesh well with them. We'll, we'll see, obviously. But like I said, getting two first-round picks, you they actually gave up, Brooklyn, that is, gave up two first-round picks to get James Harden last year, if you remember correctly. So they got two first-round picks back. So that was pretty nice. Um, so they got those you know picks that they uh, ended up giving up back for James Harden. So, so obviously, like I said, that was the biggest trade that happened that we definitely had to talk about first on the show. Ben Simmons for James Harden. Um, so, which is pretty wild. I do believe that both teams came out. I mean, like, although I gave the Sixers a B minus, like, I think both teams came out relatively well with the situation that is warranted. Because if you're Brooklyn, you could have risked losing James Harden and potentially Kyrie Irving because he could opt out of his deal for nothing this summer. Like, if you're Brooklyn, you couldn't have let that happen. At least you got Ben Simmons now under contract for the next four years. And we'll see how it goes. Um, so it should be pretty interesting to see what happens. But let's get into the next trade. This is a pretty big one as well. and Big in terms of how many teams are involved. This is a four-team trade. So the Milwaukee Bucks will be receiving Serge Ibaka from the Clippers, as well as a second-round pick from Sacramento and Detroit in cash considerations from the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, the Clippers are going to be receiving Rodney Hood, Semi Ojale from Milwaukee, as well as, I'm going to say this wrong, Vanja Marinkovic from Sacramento. <laughs> um, the Kings will be getting, they get they got a haul. Kings are getting Dante DiVincenzo from Milwaukee, Josh Jackson from Detroit, Trey Lyles from Detroit, David Michonow from the Clippers, as well as a second round pick from Detroit, and the Detroit Pistons will be receiving Marvin Bagley from Sacramento. So this is a pretty big trade that came out closer in the morning time yesterday. Pretty big, like I said, in terms of how many teams were involved. Um, I'm going to go through my grades. So for the Bucks, I gave them a B. 
Um, they got a solid player in, you know, Sergi Baca, although he's, you know, he's a bit older now. They needed some size, needed some defense, and he's still pretty good on the defensive end and can stretch the floor um, and hit that open uh, three-point shot. So they got some they had some size because Brook Lopez potentially could be out, excuse me, longer than anticipated. Um, Dante was a good player for them. Uh, it sucks that they had to end up giving him up. Um, I really, really liked him in their rotation. It, I think it's going to kind of hurt them now because last night Pat Connaughton in the game against the Suns got hurt. Um, and Dante was going to be getting more of his minutes. So kind of sucks for the Bucks, um, but I think they'll still end up being okay, being formidable in the Eastern Conference. Um, they weren't really doing much with Rodney and Semi Ojale, so that wasn't a big factor for me. Um, in terms of the Clippers, I gave them a B- overall for this trade. This doesn't really do much for them because they there's another trade that I'm going to talk about later on the show that they kind of, both of those players kind of fill those roles. So other than that, I gave him a B minus overall. Um, they had to give up, well, they gave up cash and they gave up um, Serge Ibaka, who was a solid rotational piece for them. Um, so that's why I gave him a B minus. The Kings, I give an A plus to. And the reason for that is you get a really, really solid player in Dante DiVincenzo, as well as Josh Jackson, who has been, who has, I guess, not necessarily lived up to expectations when he came out of, what was it, Kansas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he's only been in the league about three, four years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, I mean, he could potentially turn into a solid rotational piece where Dante DiVincenzo, you know you're getting a solid rotational piece. So he got some solid players, and they got a second-round pick um, and didn't have to give up too much um, to to get all of that. So I gave him an A+. Plus. Detroit Pistons, I'm giving a B minus to. Um, they gave up some picks to get Marvin Bagley, who hasn't fit well with Sacramento and maybe will fit well alongside, you know, Kate Cunningham and Jeremy Grant in Detroit. Obviously, that remains to be seen, obviously, because it just happened yesterday. Um, but I give him a B minus overall. Marvin Bagley, I mean, he's he's okay, but let's see if he gets a new situation, change the scenery, if that helps him at, out at all. But. That was the second trade that happened yesterday. Um, third trade is a smaller one between the Celtics and the Rockets. So the Celtics are receiving Daniel Tice, who, if you remember correctly, used to play for the Celtics a couple of years ago. The Rockets will be getting Dennis Schroeder, Ennis Freedom now, formerly known as Ennis Cantor, Ennis Freedom, and Bruno Fernando, but we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> um, so this was an interesting trade. I gave the Celtics overall an A. Because they're getting a player back that they used to have who uh, doesn't really have to learn too much of the offense or the schemes or whatnot. Although they have a new coach now in Ime Udoka. Um, so they get a pretty solid, um, a big, I'm sure he's probably going to come off the bench um, and back up Robert Williams. Which makes sense for them. Um, the Rockets are getting a pretty solid point guard, Dennis Schroeder. Who I guess will come off the bench. Oh, I gave the, I gave the Rockets a B overall for this trade. Um, Dennis Schroeder is probably going to come off the bench. I would assume behind Kevin Porter Jr., but may start at times depending on injury or whatnot. So it's interesting that they traded for him because they've they've got quite a bit of guards already. But overall, um, Ennis Freedom or a- AKA Ennis Cantor. Um, I don't know why they traded for him because he got waived. So there's that. And like I said, we don't talk about Bruno. But um, that was a pretty smaller trade from yesterday um, between the Celtics and the Rockets. Celtics are getting back a player that they used to have, but that wasn't the best trade that the Celtics made, which I will get into later on in the show, but let's keep it moving. 
the fourth trade that I wanted to talk about was a pretty good one. Um, the Dallas Mavericks and the Washington Wizards. So the Mavericks are going to receive Spencer Dinwiddie from Washington as well as Davis Bertans, former Spurs. Shout out to my former Spurs players. They will be getting them from the Wizards. The Wizards will be receiving Kristaps Porzingis and a 2022 second round pick via Dallas. So this was a pretty interesting one. I was like, oh, wow, the Dallas Mavericks. I know the pairing of Porzingis and Luka hasn't worked out the way Dallas expected. Luka just controls so much of the offense, and Kristaps Porzingis pretty much was a was a spot-up three-point shooter, and that just wasn't the role that he wanted to play, which understandably so. He can do a lot more. Um, I give the Mavericks overall an A because they got the best player in this trade, Spencer Dinwiddie, although he's had somewhat of a down year. He has he is known to drop buckets. He can get you 18 to 20 points a night. So you get another score paired along with Luka Doncic. You also basically get the shooting that Chris Tesforzing has had with Davis Bertans. He's a really, really good three-point shooter. Um, as far as the Wizards go, the Wizards get overall a B. I mean, it's, this trade doesn't necessarily improve them. I mean, Chris Tesforzingis, like I said, is overall solid. We'll see... I mean, you're going to hear this a lot, but you'll see. Let's see how the change of scenery helps him out. Um, it'll be should be an interesting fit with Bradley Beal. Their pick and roll could be decent, um, depending on if that's how they want to run their offense. Um, but at least they do get a draft pick. They get a second round pick from Dallas, which could hey, you know, turn into a gem. You know, Mono Ginobili was a second round pick, and we all know how he turned out. Um, so that should be pretty interesting. But overall, like I said, yeah, give the Mavericks an A for that trade. And I give the Wizards a B. Um, next trade that I want to talk about is between the Wizards again, but this time with the Charlotte Hornets. So the Hornets will be getting Montrezl Harrell from Washington. Wizards will be getting Vernon Carey Jr., Ish Smith, and a 2023 second round pick. Um, that It was Boston's pick that they were given via Charlotte, um, which is pretty cool. So Hornets for this trade, I give them an A. Montrezl Harrell is a really, really solid Big man for today's game. Um, stretch the floor. He can stretch, not really a three-point shooter, but can stretch the floor decent enough, um, but gives you grit and gives you toughness and defense with the Charlotte Hornets really, really need. Um, so I give them an A for that trade. The Wizards, I, I give a B- minus to this one. That's kind of me being generous. Um, Ish Smith is a solid uh, backup point guard, um, a solid rotational piece on anybody's team. So... Yeah, I, I mean, Vernon Carey Jr., yeah, he's all right. At least you get another pick. You get a second-round pick, which is pretty nice. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about that. So A for the Hornets, B- minus for the Wizards in that trade. This one involves my San Antonio Spurs. So let's talk about this one. They got a couple trades that I was kind of upset about. So I'm going to get into both of those. So the Raptors trade for their getting, Thaddeus Young, Drew Eubanks, and a 2022 second-round pick via San Antonio um, the Spurs will be receiving Goran Dragic and a 2022 first-round pick from Toronto. So, with that being the case, Thaddeus Young is going to be a solid veteran piece for Toronto, who is making a pretty good playoff push. They have been kind of hitting their stride recently. I can't remember exactly where they are at in the standings, but they were not doing so well starting off the season, but now they are doing pretty well. They got an all-star in Fred Van Vliet that I talked about last week, so... Thaddeus Young, going to be solid for them. Don't know why they traded for Drew Eubanks, because they waived him, so he's going to be you know out in the uh, in the market for somebody else to sign. 
Like I said, they add a solid vet. They waived Eubanks. They got a second-round pick, but he lost the first-round pick. So overall, I give the Raptors a C for this trade. Spurs, not, not, not much better in this one. I give them a C plus. They got Goran Dragic, but they waived him. Or they're potentially working on a buyout. I don't know if it's been confirmed. Excuse me. I don't know if it's been confirmed that the buyout has gone through as of yet. But they're working on a buyout. So I don't... I mean, this is a show from a fan's perspective. So I just don't understand why I trade for somebody. But, oh, I mean, they did get a pick. They got a first-round pick. They flipped the second for a first. So, I mean, cool. You know, why not? Um, but overall, this trade really didn't do much for either team. C and a C-plus for both teams. But... Second Spurs trade that they were involved in, this is one I alluded to earlier, was with the Boston Celtics. So the Boston Celtics are getting Derek White. Man, I'm going to miss Derek White. The Spurs will be getting Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, a 2022 first-round pick, a projected pick, and then a 2028 first-round pick, which seems like ages from now, which six years from now, who knows what's going to happen in the NBA. But you do get two first-round picks, which is nice. Now, I give the Celtics an A. They definitely won this trade because Derek White is a really, really solid guard and I think is going to pair nicely alongside Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, obviously, this, the Spurs and the Celtics, these are my two favorite teams. Spurs being my number one, Celtics being my number two, so I'm kind of torn with this because like, I'm happy for the Celtics, but obviously I love my Spurs through and through. They're number one always. But Derek White is a really decent finisher. Pretty decent shooter as well, but plays very solid perimeter defense. So they are getting some much-needed perimeter defense, So, which is obviously why they traded for him. So I give him an A. The Spurs, I give overall a B plus. I mean, Josh Richardson is okay. He's an okay perimeter defender. He's not as good a shooter as Derek White is, so that kind of sucks. Um, but he could be a good fit. I mean, you know, the Spurs are known for getting the best out of all of their players with the team system that they play. Um, I'm just going to miss Derek White. San Antonio loves them some Derek White, so it kind of sucks to see him go. But hey, we got two more first-round picks. So I mean, setting ourselves up for the future, um, building around DeJounte Murray is what I am assuming is going to be the role going forward. So that was the pick between the Celtics and the Spurs, two of my favorite teams. But let's keep moving forward. So the next few trades didn't happen yesterday. So those were majority of the trades that happened yesterday at least the more notable ones there were some other ones that happened that i didn't really get into feel free to read those at your leisure but these are some of the trades that happened earlier in the week that i want to get into so there was a couple of big ones so the one that i want to talk about now is the trade between the pacers and the kings so just the other day i think it was february 8th if i'm not mistaken so what tuesday wednesday whatever it was um the pacers are receiving tyrese halliburton buddy hills and tristan thompson while the Kings will be receiving DeMontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a 2023 second round pick. So this is a pretty big trade that had a lot of people kind of scratching their heads, but definitely had a lot of people talking. So for this one, in terms of grades, I'm going to give the Pacers an A. Tyrese Halliburton could potentially be the best player in this deal. He's only what? This is his second year, I think? Maybe third? I think it's his second, if I'm not mistaken, though. He could potentially be the best player in this deal in terms of his, you know, his ceiling and his upside. Buddy Heald, um, you got two solid young pieces. Buddy Heald, I mean, is pretty good. Uh, really, really solid perimeter shooter. Uh, can get to the rim as well and create his own shot. So he's pretty good too. But a lot of people were confused as to why the Kings gave up Tyrese Halliburton and not 
potentially De'Aaron Fox, because I, I, I'm assuming De'Aaron Fox is their guy. They did give De'Aaron Fox max money, if I'm not mistaken, so maybe that's why they ended up keeping him, or maybe couldn't find a suitable trade partner for him. But Tyrese Halliburton, I mean, his averages, I don't have them pulled up right this second, but very, very solid score, very solid playmaker, young on a rookie deal, rookie-friendly deal, so like, a lot of people were baffled that Sacramento gave him up. Like the reports were saying that a lot of teams didn't even know that he was available from Sacramento. And they were like, the deal you got, like, it's kind of questionable. Like that being the case, I mean, Sacramento Kings, I give them a B overall. Sabonis in this trade, Demontis Sabonis right now is the best player. It makes sense why they got him because they did move on from Marvin Bagley. Like we talked about earlier, trading him to the Detroit Pistons. Sabonis is a former all-star. Really, really solid. Um, you know, he can space the floor. Pretty good playmaker. Very similar to Jokic in that regard. Not as good as playmaker as Jokic is, but similar in terms of style. So, I mean, they did get the best player overall in this trade. But Tyrese Halliburton definitely has more upside. So, this one was, like I said, kind of interesting on both sides. Um, I mean, the Kings, they, they got some solid pieces. Um, Justin Holiday and Jeremy Lamb as well. Jeremy Lamb. Pretty decent rotational piece, but kind of interesting. I don't, uh, I don't know why that the Kings shoot Spurs would have took Tyrese Halliburton if they were willing to deal, and we had gave you Derek White in a pick. <laughs> but that was that trade that kind of had a lot of people talking. But let's move on. Let's talk about the Pelicans and the Blazers trade from the other day. So the New Orleans Pelicans will be receiving C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell, while the Blazers will be receiving. They kind of got a lot. Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who, which they ended up flipping yesterday, the Blazers did, to get to shipping him to Utah, if I'm not mistaken. So they traded him. Thomas Sadoransky, Didi Luzada, I know I'm not saying that right, and then three picks. A 2022 first-round pick protected, 2026 second-round pick, a 2027 second-round pick as well, whichever ends up being better between the teams. So, in terms of the Pelicans, I gave them a B minus. They did get the best player in the deal, but they gave up quite a bit of their of their future in terms of picks, which is kind of baffling to me. Um, C.J. McCollum is the best player, obviously, in the deal. You do add a solid score with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, but there've been a lot of reports that Zion Williamson is definitely not confident. In the Pelicans organization to put a, a you know the best team around him, so he may not want to be there long term. Obviously, he hasn't asked for a trade or anything like that because he, I mean, he hasn't played for all that much. He's only played like eighty games in the past like two seasons or something like that. So, what's his reaction going to be like? Is he going to be cool with this trade or not? I'm sure they probably at least talk to him about it, but we'll see what happens. Um, the Blazers get a C minus. That's me being generous because I feel bad for them. Um, their roster is just not better. I mean, with with the picks that they're getting, cool, you set yourself up somewhat for the future, but they've really failed, Damian Lillard. Um, I mean, Damian Lillard is going to be 32 later on this season or later on this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, If I'm Damian Lillard, I've talked about it before in previous episodes, you got to ask out. you got to ask for a trade. Um, I mean, it's just the Blazers have not shown you that they can build a team around you obviously with the trade deadline being over the roster is what it is for right now um you're not building a championship team in the summer 
I mean, I don't have the confidence for them to build a championship team over the summer built around Damian Lillard. So if I'm Dame this summer, I'm like, hey, like, go ahead and find me a trade partner because um, I'm done. But this leads into the next trade. It also involves the Blazers. Um, this time the Clippers are involved. The Clippers receive Norman Powell and Robert Covington, whereas the Blazers receive Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a 2025 second-round pick, so another pick for the Blazers. In terms of grade... I give the Clippers an A for this one. They get two solid perimeter players. As to their defensive prowess, especially on the perimeter, eventually when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George come back, you've got some some pretty good defense on the perimeter and some pretty good shooting with Norman Powell. He's uh, able to get you about 16 to 18 points a night just based off his shooting alone. Blazers get another C. Me being generous again, same thing that I just talked about. Damian Lillard's got to leave. <laughs> this team is not better than they were last year. The only upside that they have right now, I mean, you've got some picks, 2022, 2025, 2026, 2027, but by that point, what, five years from now, Damian Lillard is going to be in his late 30s? Like, is he going to wait till then for them to build a team? Like, absolutely not. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Damian Lillard, he's, he's got he's to get out of there. He's got to get the heck up out of Portland. But the last trade that happened last week um, was between the Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers again. So the Cavaliers get Karis LeVert, who they had been coveting for quite some time, and a 2022 second-round pick, whereas the Pacers get Ricky Rubio and three picks. They get a 2022 first-round pick, which is protected in the lottery. You get a 2022 second-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick again. So great, great addition for the Cavaliers, who are definitely going to make the playoffs based on the way they've been playing. You got an all-star in Darius Garland. Um, great addition to their young core. He is going to uh, be a solid score, solid piece for them. Um, and I'll be curious to see what they do in the playoffs and who they end up matching up with. Because that Cleveland team, Evan, Mo- excuse me, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, they are formidable. So we uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, as far as the Pacers, oh, and I give the Cavaliers a B plus overall in their grade. Um, Pacers, I give a B plus too as well. They got Halliburton um, or. Yeah, they got Halliburton in the other trade that we talked about. I'm not sure why you need Ricky Rubio unless he's going to be backup to Tyrese Halliburton, which I'm assuming is probably what's going to happen. But you also got three picks, um, which is pretty nice. You even got a lottery-protected pick for this summer, so which is pretty solid. So, I mean, B-plus B plus is all around for all those teams. So, so that wraps up all of the trades that I wanted to kind of discuss there were some other ones that I left out. Like I said, feel free to read about those at your leisure. But a pretty wild NBA trade deadline. I definitely think that this is one of the more memorable trade deadlines that we have in memories past, just with you know trades that happened right as you know the trade deadline was coming up. So which was pretty, pretty fun to see all the alerts coming in. I had Adrian Roljanowski, ESPN Senior Insiders, uh, tweet notifications turn on and just Tweets were coming in every couple minutes, and it was pretty fun to witness. But a couple more things that I want to talk about on today's show. Like I said, today's show will be just a little bit longer than it normally is. Um, The All-Star Draft was yesterday on TNT. So Team LeBron, captains Team LeBron um, and Team Durant, picks were made for the All-Star Game that's coming up next weekend. Um, hilarity ensued. I love, you know, Inside the NBA is one of the best shows in television, you know, with Chuck, Ernie, Shaq, and Kenny. And the the main story narrative that came out from this was that Kevin Durant didn't want to pick James Harden because obviously they had just traded away from him, didn't want to play with him. 
Um, so he ended up getting picked last. Um, and Chuck, being the instigator that he was, was basically like, oh, yeah, like, you know, no, LeBron, like, make him sweat. Like, don't, you know, don't pick who we, you know, who you think, who you think. Like, and so James Harden, or excuse me, Kevin Durant ended up picking Rudy Gobert over James Harden. So James Harden was the last pick who will be on Team LeBron, which, hilarious. I thought it was so funny. But let's talk about the teams. I'll break it down real briefly to see why, whose team I think is better. So as far as Team LeBron, you have your starters. Obviously, LeBron will be starting. He's got Giannis Antetokounmpo, Seth Curry, or excuse me, Seth Curry, Steph Curry, Wardell, <laughs> DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Jokic. Pretty formidable starting five. Um, I definitely, definitely like his starting five. Reserves, he's got Luka Doncic, Darius Garland, of course. I mean, he had to pick the Cleveland guy because obviously LeBron's a Cleveland guy. Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell, Fred Van Vliet, and like I mentioned, James Harden. So pretty, pretty solid team for LeBron. He's always, I mean, with him getting the first pick, he arguably always has the best team. He is 4-0 as the captain since they changed this format. But Team Durant. Obviously, uh, Kevin Durant is injured, so he won't be starting in the game. But his starters are Joel Embiid, Ja Morant, Jason Tatum, um, oh, Trey Young, excuse me, and Andrew Wiggins. So not as good a starting five as LeBron's, but, you know, solid nonetheless. Reserves will be Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine, Jante Murray, Chris Middleton, LaMelo Ball, and Rudy Gobert. So overall, I think, based off the teams, I think LeBron has the better starting five. Kevin Durant does have the better reserves. He's got bucket getters and Devin Booker, Levine. He's got DeJounte Murray from San Antonio. So you get some you get some points from me for that, Kevin Durant, for picking DeJounte Murray, especially picking him early as well. Um, so that will be the all-star teams. Team LeBron versus Team Durant. Should be pretty fun and exciting for next week. Looking forward to watching it. But last thing that's going to be on the docket for today are the marquee matchups. Last weekend, I went a perfect 3-0 and for my marquee matchup. So had the Spurs beating the Rockets because, of course, um, you had the Miami Heat beating the Charlotte Hornets and the Dallas Mavericks beating the Atlanta Hawks. So I picked all three correctly. Brings my season total to 19 and 11. So I'm on the come up, y'all. I'm getting uh, getting away from 500. So this weekend, I got three games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that I think you should check out, that I think will be the best games for the weekend. Obviously, it's Super Bowl weekend. It's not a whole lot of people going to be watching basketball, but it is what it is. Obviously, this is a basketball show, and that's what we're here to discuss. So the Denver Nuggets taking on the Boston Celtics. I've got the Celtics winning that game. Obviously, they're my second favorite team. They have let me down multiple times before that I picked them, but I'm going to keep picking them. It's like that TikTok trend. That's my that's my man's, and I'm going to stick beside them. But I got the Lakers taking on the Warriors. Going to pick the Warriors to beat the Lakers in that game. Lakers have been trash recently. Warriors have been surging. The Timberwolves are taking on the Pacers in a battle of two young bucks. I don't know if the Pacers, if Halliburton or whatnot is going to be ready just yet. So I will be picking the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns, um, Anthony Edwards as well. I will be picking them to win this game as well as D'Angelo Russell. But those are the picks that I have. That is actually going to be my show for the day as well. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit longer. Appreciate you sticking with me. Um, like I said, all the good things every single week. If you could like, share, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. 
Um, leave a comment on the podcast, either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you enjoy the Super Bowl that's coming up. It should be pretty fun. We're going to get some wings, some some pizza, some you know chips and dip, all that good stuff. Um, but I hope you have a wonderful, fun, safe weekend. I will see you next Friday. Take care. Peace. Like I'm in a big lease. Yeah, I told him I'ma hit it out of stance. I deserve another.